Um, right now, though, we're going to go back to the mental health discussion. Different one. We're not talking about athletes at this point, but um, we're going to talk about mental health over the last year and a half. And, uh, you know, as human beings, one thing we do not like is uncertainty. That's We don't handle it well. It freaks us out. And think about it. All of us have been dealing with unprecedented levels of uncertainty caused by uh, the whole pandemic, right? Family and friends' well-being, our livelihoods, the future, all of it, everything has been up in the air for the last year and a half. So if you've been feeling, you know, a little bit out of it, a little off your game, having trouble focusing, rest easy. It's not just you. In fact, it's everyone. Let's have a little more discussion about this with Thomas Hills now, who is a professor of psychology and co-director of Global Research Priority in Behavior, Brain, and Society at the University of Warwick. Thomas, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Shane. You know, I think this is a discussion that every single person on the planet can probably relate to on some level. The last year and a half, really, it is a totally unique experience and one that we as humans just aren't built to handle that well, right? That uncertainty is not good for us. Indeed, indeed, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like and under normal conditions, we all get to sort of hang out in the garden, you know, go on holidays and, and spend a lot of time doing a lot of different things. And this year has been obviously dramatically different. Yeah, so you've been taking a look and, and finding out how people have been feeling mentally about the whole situation. What are you finding? Focus, right? People are having a hard time focusing on anything? Yeah, it's true. I mean, in one way, you could say it's like, you know, a thousand years old. As soon as you start getting printed books and you get printed newspapers and all these kinds of things, there's all these distractors. And in many ways, our contemporary society is sort of designed to distract you, to get you to buy things or think about different things. It's all kind of in an effort to control what you think. But what's really interesting is in the last year, if you start adding anxiety on top of the many other distractors we have, anxiety is known to, to lead to distraction because we start being very threat-oriented. And that can drive us to seek information online and, of course, being in an online environment is even more distracting. And so, you know, if we had information overload problems a couple of years ago, they've been multiplied uh, in the last year and a half for sure. So a situation like that, what does it do? What kind of, you know, behaviors start manifesting and uh, what kind of things happen to us mentally as we go through a situation like that? I mean, it's just like you say, the anxiety, but break that down. What, what, what happens to people? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, one thing that we know is that if you're if you're a goal-oriented person or whenever you're trying to implement a goal, there's a part of your brain called the prefrontal cortex, which is kind of that kind of hangs out behind your eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's what controls effectively your ability to to succeed, to, to, to hold these goals in memory and to act according to these goals. Now, as soon as you start having high levels of anxiety, other parts of your brain, if you will, they take over. And people who've done uh, neuroimaging, neuroscience work on the brain can see that when people are anxious, the prefrontal cortex winds up being less active. And that leads to people being more distracted and they're more driven, if you will, by these kind of emotional threats. So it's almost like we're hyper-focused then, right? We're extra vigilant? Yeah, exactly. But but the question is, what are you vigilant on? And right. I think you, you started the conversation this morning by saying by saying uncertainty. Yeah. Right. And, and one of the things that that you know, I mean, uh, you know, we, we all know this. One of the most the most fearful things in your life is uncertainty, and it might be the the monster you haven't yet seen, mm-hmm. right? That's behind the closet door. But you know, that kind of threat, uncertain threats, are the kind that make you look everywhere. Um, so, so if you're looking in all different kinds of directions and you're and you're you're fearful of what's around the corner, um, you know what the news might look like tomorrow. Whether whether your 
friends can come visit you in the summertime or this kind of thing. You know, th- those kind of threats can be really disturbing. So, yeah, so you're hyper-focused, you're extra vigilant, but you're completely scattered at the same time because, like you say, you're looking <laughs> all over everywhere. Exactly, exactly. You know, and that's what you see, you know, and it's the horror movie when you have that little menage <laughs> and you're running away from the, the threat. You know, it's kind of like they're, they're looking everywhere. They don't know what, where the threat is. What about the isolation? Does that play into it all? I mean, most of our lives were conducted online, uh, essentially, for the past year and a half for a lot of different people. Um, did, did that make it, you know, that, that connection, that interpersonal connection, going into the office, going to the gym, whatever the case may be, with that removed, did that make this even worse in any way? Yeah, that's a, that's a really important point. Um, you know, one of the things that we know sort of makes us happiest and that we care a lot about our social contacts. So being able to be with other people and, and talk with them and enjoy food with them and these kinds of things. And obviously, we haven't been able to do that. And that leads to this other sort of lurking, I should say, it's not a mental health problem, but it's sort of, it's kind of lurking in the background, which um, people have been studying it for maybe about 15, 20 years, um, it, that fear of missing out, basically. Mm-hmm. And when you've got that fear, so you're not with your friends, but you know they're doing something somewhere. And so now that becomes another kind of hypervigilance you have to have. Um, people people have argued that, indeed, smartphones make us sort of like hyper-socially vigilant. So it used to be that if you wanted to know what your friend was doing, you had to go knock on their door. <laughs> but now you can track them, basically, on your phone. Now you can track you know, all different kinds of people. And so there's that fear of missing out because you're not getting to time to spend with these people. And yet... So you've got to go online to work on that. So that's just another source of anxiety on top of these other things. So as unusual and as, as trying as all of that is, oftentimes this kind of upheaval can expose opportunities too, right? We can see the way that we function and the way that we do things and maybe find new ways of doing things that help. Have we seen any positives come out of this? Have people adapted well in any areas? Yeah, it's 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 a fascinating question. It seems like there's an incredible amount of variance so some people have moved into online forums uh, where they can, uh, you know, find find friends and these kinds of things, and they've developed those communities. And other people have have chosen different things, right? You know, have taken different routes to do it. So it's very difficult for me. As soon as I start asking different people about these kinds of things, I see that people have very very different ways of handling it. And I think one of the things you can probably ask, you know, anyone can do is sort of ask other people um, what are they doing to to you know to help themselves with their own mental health um so i think we all have some relation to this we all can sort of feel this at some level what's the message is it basically like we always hear just just give yourself a break it's okay i mean everybody's going through this and it's not going to be easy in a lot of ways and just sort of do the best that you can but don't get down on yourself for feeling like you're all over the place that's definitely, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, at the end of the day, you have to realize you're human, right? And you've got these different biases um, that, and, and we all have these kinds of, of issues. So that's sort of the first thing to do, to do is to notice, is to recognize um, those kinds of issues. And the second thing to do, I think, that a lot of people can do is you can, you can try to take a break from things on purpose. Um, and one of the ways that you can achieve that best is by, um, you know, kind of getting together again with your friends, some kind of social community, and saying, hey, you know, let's together try to take a break from social media or the news or w- whatever um, for a short period of time. Could be a day. I mean, I managed to do it for a month with a friend of mine uh, earlier this year, and it was great. It was it really gave me time to, to, to reflect and think about how I wanted to spend my time. Excellent discussion. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time, Thomas.
Thanks, Jay. Thank you. That's Thomas Hills, who is a professor of psychology and co-director of Global Research Priority in Behavior, Brain, and Society at the University of Warwick.